0: Today
1: on Real Radio.
0: Jesus in the darkness is like that. The darker your moment is, the brighter Christ shines. And he chooses to do that in your life because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the one who will do this because he is the captain, the bishop of your soul. It's what he does. He's that good.
1: Welcome to Real Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called The First Epistle of Peter with a message called From Here to Eternity, Part 2. You know, the Apostle Peter was one of the disciples of Jesus who then later became the leader of the early church. His story is ancient, but really no different than what's happening today. We still are in need of a savior and Christ followers still need Peter's heartfelt words of compassion and encouragement. In part one, we learned we're just pilgrims here. This world is not our home. This is good news for those of us who love Christ and who are looking forward to his return. Our final destination is an awesome place called heaven, an eternity that's incorruptible, undefiled, and will not fade away. It's why our journey towards heaven, though difficult and painful at times, fills us with confidence that the power of God that is keeping us today will see us through all the way to the end. So today on day 3 of this message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that the darker the sky, the greater the stars can be seen. Jesus is like that. The darker our life appears, the brighter the Lord shines. To have peace in the middle of a storm happens when we believe that God is with us in all things and in every situation. And now in his message called, From Here to Eternity, Part 2, here's pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs.
0: Fourth and finally, we end with this, is verses 8 through 9, and it ties right into what that closing verses of 7. And it's this, that we are to live an expectant life. Between now, here, and eternity, every Christian is to live an expectant life. Christ is coming. He's coming. Verse eight tells us that we're to be expectant because we want to see him. We want to see him. Peter said, and, and church, I, I don't know what to say about this verse. I'm trying to put myself, I've been so blown away all week because I've been trying to read this as though I were Peter. So indulge me for a moment. I'm sure I'm going to flub this totally up. Expectant living is that we wanna see Jesus. Look at, look at verse eight. Whom, having not seen, he's writing to the believers in the Roman Empire, you love. So you haven't seen Jesus, but you love him. Though now, you do not see him. Look at that for a moment. Who's saying this? You can, you can answer, it's just us. Who's, who wrote that, who's writing? Peter's writing. I think Peter has got to be freaked out over that truth. Why? Peter met Jesus. Peter talked to Jesus. Peter touched him. Jesus talked to Peter. Peter talked to Jesus. Jesus walked on water. Jesus said to Peter, come out on the water. Peter walks on water. Peter tells Jesus, all these other bozos may deny you, but I'll never deny you. Right, I mean they were tight Peter thought they were very tight for him to lean over and say Jesus these, see these other 11 guys I know they're like the B team right you and I I'll never deny you He's right out of his mouth and the next thing written in the Bible forever Peter denied him three times <laughs> Peter knew Jesus face to face literally and do you remember what Jesus said to him Before Jesus went back to heaven, Peter said, do you love me? And Peter struggled with it. Did you know that Peter wound up finally confessing, Lord, you know that I phileo you. You know that I love you with the Philadelphian brotherly love. Peter was convicted because Peter was admitting, I don't love you with agapeo. I wish I did. And Peter now is writing to a bunch of people who love Jesus so much they're being persecuted for their faith and Peter says, you've never seen him and you love him. I could just hear him say, oy vey. (laughs) Can I put it this way? Peter might say to us today, I'm completely blown away by you people in the 21st century. 21 centuries removed from Jesus. You love him in Southern California? You love him and you've never seen him. You've never talked to him. You're 21 centuries removed from him. And Peter might say today, I'm convicted over you people at Chino Hills. I struggled with loving him and even talking to him and even obeying him. And you guys are following him and you've never met him. I think Peter would say, Wow, that was encouraging to me. That had to blow his mind. Don't you blow the mind of people who say, You're a Christian? And you love God. How do you know you've never met God? And how do we explain that to them? Church, let's be honest. We've never seen him. But don't we want to see him? Yeah. Well, it's that wanting that makes you delusional. No. Seeing is not believing when it comes to Christianity. Believing is when your eyes open. Believing is seeing. That's what God does, it's, it's amazing. In John chapter 20, verse 29, the Bible says, Jesus said it, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Are you a Christian today? Raise your hand. You are blessed. Amen. By the grace of God, Jesus said, you're blessed because you believe and you've never seen. Amen. Wow. Daniel chapter three, verse 25. Daniel 3, 25. You know the story. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or otherwise known as in their Babylonian names, uh, what's their Babylonian names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They won't bow to Nebuchadnezzar, so the furnace is heated up, and they're gonna be thrown into the fire because they wouldn't bow to King Nebuchadnezzar. The door opens up, the Bible says the fire is so hot that they open up the door, the heat, comes out and kills the guards that are standing by the door. They throw the Hebrew men into the fire and Nebuchadnezzar's watching. He was gonna watch these Hebrew national hot dogs fry right in his (laughs) oven right there. These Jews are gonna burn. They won't bow. They're gonna fry. And the Bible says that he looks inside, Daniel 3.25 he looks inside, Nebuchadnezzar does, and he sees, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. What does that mean? When you and I go through the fire, the Son of God is with you. When you go through the if you're thrown into the fiery furnace of trial, the Son of God is with you. You can't get away from him, Christian. He's with you. And I love that. Jesus is like a star, or the morning star. Get up early tomorrow morning. Look in the eastern sky. Just before the sun comes up, the east, what is the eastern star, I think it's, um, it's not regular, does anybody know what it is? It's, uh, whatever it is, it's the eastern star. <laughs> it's huge and brilliant for, for time. And it's heralding the morning. It's announcing the morning. Listen, the darker the sky, the greater the starlight is seen. Jesus in the darkness is like that. The darker your moment is, the brighter Christ shines. And he chooses to do that in your life because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the one who will do this because he is the captain, the bishop of your soul. It's what he does. He's that good. He's that good. Also this. Expectant living because we want to see change. You and I want to see change in our lives. The Bible says, verse 8, and yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. This is awesome. Can't, I can't, when it says inexpressible, I love that. Listen, the word means unspeakable. It means having no ability, no vocabulary with the proper words to describe or to define the experience the Christian life cannot be adequately described. We are an enigma to the world. They don't know why you have peace in the midst of your storm. When everything is falling apart, or when everything's going down, and you say, you know what, we're just gonna trust the Lord, we don't understand. They think, they don't have to say, and then they'll ask you, why? And you can't, listen, let's be honest, you cannot exactly articulate why. You go to tell them, well, I've got it in my heart. What does that mean? We're guilty of speaking Christianese to people. Explain to me, how is it that you survived that thing? Oh, I just, you know, my life is just full of glory, inexpressible. They don't know what you're talking about. But even if you tried, look, how can they know what we're talking about when we don't even know what we're talking about? When the storm hits, it's so nasty, so tough, so bad, and this is your response in that moment. Why am I not freaking out? Why am I not panicking? This is a big deal. (laughs) And I have peace. You can't write a book about it. It's God changing us. We will be changed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 49. This is a great verse, by the way. Well, the portion of Scripture I, uh, 1 Corinthians 15:49 says, "And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, <laughs> you know who that is. Pinch yourself right now. That's you. This is the man of dust. See this? This is dust. It's literally dust. Look at me. I'm moving my dust. <laughs> it's true. The elements that you're looking at right now is the exact same elements that comprise the entire universe." We're dust. Just like we have borne the image of dust, this earth. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You can't go to heaven in this suit you're wearing right now. And by suit, I mean your skin. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption right? What does that mean? This body, this body needs to be dealt with. See, you're born again, aren't you? Are you born again, believer in Jesus? You're washed, clean, pure as the driven snow, righteous, pure before God. But your body stinks. Your body's not been redeemed yet. That's the, you know the word carcass? That's what's wrong with you and me. We're dragging this carcass around right now. That's where a lot of the trouble comes from. And listen, when you and I goof up, we yield to the carcass. The flesh wants this and it yells at us. And the enemy uses it. I'm not gonna tell you, it's none of your business, but this last week, a thought entered my head. It was a thought that I hadn't had in years. You wanna know why I hadn't had the thought in years? because I'd gotten great victory over that thought. And it hit me in the head. Thought, hey, remember this? Whoa, where did that come from? And the war started. And I thought, I was actually, I was really hurt (laughs) because I actually had confidence in myself. I thought I defeated that God a long time ago. And the Lord like tapped me on the shoulder. Who defeated it? You know me, I mean you, God. (laughs) Right? You ever had that happen? And then the victory and the joy comes in the fight, as I mentioned earlier. What's happening to me? Let the dust die. Let the dust settle. You and I have been created... After the heavenly man. 1 Corinthians 15, 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That's the word for believers to die. Let me change it. We shall not all die, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. It's a reference to the rapture when Christ comes. And in equal manner, the fact is, we are presently being changed in our lives now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, behold, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being, the word in Greek is be, being. Constantly in this life, every day. Church, listen, we're almost done. Every day, every day, always changing, being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. That's the life you're living right now. You and I, we're being changed today from glory to glory. It's going to happen to you tomorrow. It's going to happen to you tomorrow. It's going to happen to you tomorrow. Whatever's going on in your life, God is using that to change you from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord works in our lives. Finally this, expectant because we want to see the end. The Christian is not only flying above the issues at 30,000 feet, looking down from God's perspective, we choose to now rejoice in that perilous moment, in that trial or difficulty, because we understand something. There's a finish to all of this. There's a purpose. When you're young, this is tough. Last Sunday, Resurrection Sunday morning, my heart broke. I have a seven year old granddaughter, and somebody came up to me with their, their seven year old daughter. Cute as a button, beautiful Easter dress, shiny shoes, all dolled up, cute, seven years old. Completely bald because of the cancer she's battling at seven years of age. Little baby Geo, 18 months old, battling a horrific cancer. When you're young, this is tough. When you're older, listen, I'm trying to prove a point here. When you're young, we, and, and God put it in our hearts, there's years ahead of us, we've got life to live, and it's tragic, we understand that, yes. And when you're older, there's a sense of, well, you know, I've lived long enough, I, I had it coming. What's the old bumper sticker, everybody wants to go to heaven but nobody wants to die? I understand that. We all pray for the rapture of the church. I I understand that. Why, why Why do we want that? Because we know how it ends. And the beautiful thing about this is the comfort as we get older or closer to the gates, the things of this world, by design, begin to fade away. And I want to leave you with this. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus gave a parable that is haunting. In Matthew 13, verse 18, Jesus says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word, that is the word of God, the word of the kingdom, and he does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside, but he who received the seed on stony places, stony heart, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Notice, he's not saved. He's not born again. He just receives it with joy. He thinks it's fantastic. Great moral teaching. This is fantastic. And yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But he who received the seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some 60 and some 30. In your life's trials, difficulties and challenges. Bottom line is this, as painful as it is, are you drawing closer to God? Can you admit today that the difficulties in your life have made you better, or have they made you bitter? Someone has once said, the sun that hardens the clay is the same sun that softens the wax. You have no custody over my heart and I have no custody over yours. You manage your heart and I manage my heart. And it's God's will that in all these things we let him be God and we let him work. We stop our complaining, we surrender to him and we receive from his good hand even if the thing that awaits us is a horrific thing. Because dear friend, there is no horrific thing to God. What you're going through, God is using to perfect you. And you might say, oh, pastor, I think think I'm going to fail. I think I'm I'm not going to make it. No, you are going to make it. God will see to it that you make it. Jude 24, it's not on the screen, it's in my head. Jude 24, God is completely committed to you to seeing you through. And then you can close your Bible. In fact, you can stand. That's how done we are, to give you some hope. Winston Churchill. Our our world needs Winston Churchill. Again. The great prime minister of England, World War II. (laughs) Listen carefully to this. Winston Churchill said, if you find yourself going through hell, just keep going. Now, did you hear that? Oh, pastor, is hopeless. It's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Churchill would say, just keep going. Don't stay there, right? Hurry up and get through it. Today as a Christian, if you find yourself thinking, this is it, this is, it's over. Oh, no, no, friend, just hang on to Jesus. Just keep going. The Bible says this too shall pass. Father, we thank you for your, instruction to life. I mean, what Peter has to say to us via the Holy Spirit, who doesn't need to hear this? For truly your word tells us that we ought to maintain our hearts for out of it springs forth the issues of life. And so today I pray that your word would be hidden in our hearts, almighty God, that we might not sin against you. Father heal those today that are here that are in need of healing emotionally, spiritually, physically Holy Spirit we look to you and trust you to emboss this word this morning to our hearts remove all that is of Jack and intensify all that is of you and Lord Lord In this next grievous trial that's going to come to us, may we rest as we look up to that level of 30,000 feet, to Him alone, who is glorious.
1: Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs. Here on Real Radio, in a message called From Here to Eternity, Part 2, we're so glad you joined us today, and we hope that you allow the Lord to work within you a spirit of joy that the world will never be able to take away. From Here to Eternity, Part 2, is part of Pastor Jack's series called The First Epistle of Peter. It's a series that takes us through the life and times of the Apostle Peter, whose love for Jesus Christ carried him through great persecution and whose compassion for others still inspires us today. And we'll continue on the next edition of Real Radio. You know, if this message of Peter's love for God and his compassion towards others inspired you at all, if having peace in the middle of anxiety or during this fearful time of COVID-19 is what you're looking for, well, we'd like to help. At our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org, there's a tab you can click on, and it's labeled No God. Now, once you're there, we think it'll give you the guidance you're looking for. An eternal life in heaven is only possible when you surrender your life to Christ. So head on over to reallifewithjackhibbs.org, discover salvation for yourself and what it means to continually walk in the peace and power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, at our website, you'll find Pastor Jack's messages on how to keep growing and learning through your journey towards heaven. It's all right there at reallifewithjackhibbs.org. That's reallifewithjackhibbs.org. Hey, we've got a special offer for you. The Life and Bible series is now available on an MP3 CD. And for a gift of any amount, you'll get 17 complete audio messages along with Pastor Jack's sermon notes all on one disc. Yeah, you'll get the notes too. Just go to our website, reallifewithjackhibbs.org and take advantage of this great offer on the Life and Bible series. And remember, it's yours for a gift of any amount at RealLife with Jack That's real life with Jack This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at real life with jackhibs.org. That's real life with jackhibs.org. I'm David J. Until next time. Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in his word. We'll see you next time here on Real Radio.